When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Now my little friend, young Trish, looking a bit tired today. What's occurring? <laughs> well, I had a little bit of a glasses this morning. I did that thing where I woke up. And I thought, oh, I've had quite a good night's sleep and that's good. And you're supposed to wake up, aren't you, just before your alarm goes off. And that shows that you've got everything kind of going on right in your world of sleep. And I you're doing myself, sort of jazz hands there, like a strictly. Like you're about to enter Strictly and do one I of those was, dances. I was feeling good when I woke up and up I got, looked at the phone, thought, yep, yeah, okay, it's it's 20 past six, that's good, off I go, went down, fed the dog, still pitch black, obviously, out there, um, and then looked at the kitchen clock and it was 20 past five, not 20 past Oh, nitwit. Now, if it was you, you'd have powered on through, but I went back to bed. Yes, I'd have probably gone for a swim. You'd have gone for a swim, exactly. Ridiculous. (laughs) Anyway, back to bed for a little cosy top-up. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Postcards from Midlife. I'm Trish Halpin. And I'm Lorraine Candy. And we're on a mission to help you make the most of your magnificent midlife. We'll be tackling everything from mind and body wellness to HRT and your sex drive. Trish and I are here to help you have a stylish second act and answer all your midlife questions on fashion, beauty, careers, relationships, family, and as always, the challenges and joys of parenting teens. Can you believe we've reached the last episode of Series 7 of Postcards from Midlife? I have to say that recording the last 11 shows with you, my dear friend, blown by in a flash. (laughs) They've gone rather fast. Um, We do live in a sort of weird fast-moving menopausal time warp, mm. don't we? Everything just gets faster and faster when you hit your 40s and 50s. I mean, Trish, one minute I was in the nightclub, heaven nightclub, <laughs> and the next I was Googling reading glasses. I don't know what happened. That happened very quickly. I'm wondering if this year in particular, it could be could it be related to the number of prime ministers we've gone through in a single year? I mean, we've had about 10 years' worth, haven't we? So it's no wonder we're all feeling even more confused. But the good news is we will be back for a Christmas special episode in a few weeks' time. Yes, and that will feel like a nanosecond in the midlife time TARDIS. And Series 8 is going to be kicking off mid-January, so you won't have much time to miss the both of us waffling on, will you? Um, And before we know it, I'm going to make it sound like the (laughs) TARDIS. TARDIS Going back, it will be May, and we will be hosting our first ever live show at the Business Design Centre in London. And we want to meet you all. So do come along. Yes, you can meet us and each other and see your favourite midlife celebrities in action like Patsy Kensett, Sadie Frost, Louise Minchin, to name a few. We'll have a pop-up menopause clinic with Dr Louise Newson's team and we have so many fitness and wealth experts coming out of our ears. We have Katie Brindle and Joanna Hall, to name a few. We also have nutritionists like Professor Tim Spector and Dr Rupi, as well as fashion and beauty lounges, workshops, 
maybe even a bit of disco dancing, but we can assure you we are beavering away to make it a super fun and useful day out for all of you. Yes, and if you want to book a ticket, and who in their right mind wouldn't want to book a ticket, or maybe you want to treat a friend or put it on your Christmas wish list from your other half, then just go to the website postcardsfrommidlife.com. Now, Trish, what's on the show today? Well, we thought we'd change things up a bit for this grand finale, our Series 7 curtain call, if you will, because instead of an expert or celebrity guest, we wanted to dedicate this show to you, our lovely listeners. So we're going to be talking about our postcards community and some of the fabulous advice, funny happenings, silly stories that you share with us and each other on our private Facebook group and that you email to us too. Yeah. And we're also going to be talking about why 2022 has been the year of midlife women, Change is happening, Gen X menopause warriors. But I do have a bit of a bone to pick with you, Trish, because you must have caught me at a weak moment and let that cat Margot get the better of me. What's going on? <laughs> well, we all know that she is the real star of she the is, show. Yes. So it only seemed right to dedicate a little part of this series to our furry friends, um, which is why a bit later on, we'll be chatting about what our pets mean to us and how they brighten up our days. And thanks to all of you who sent us your pictures and funny fur-based stories. I'm hoping Margot might join us for that bit of the show as she often <laughs> pops into the office. My office, doesn't she? If she hears your voice on our Zoom chats, doesn't she? She does. She comes in, she brings her little furry cat tail, turns yeah. around, shows me a furry cat bum, says that she's the alpha feline, doesn't she? <laughs> anyway, should we hear from our listeners first? Because I love listening to what they say on the Facebook group. Yes, let's do it. Right then, Trish, shall we start with Maxine, what she got to say from the private Facebook group? Yes, lovely, lovely Maxine. Well, it's just a big old loving I think we're going to start with (laughs) because this community is really changing lives. Uh, Maxine said this, she said, I love your podcast and wanted to join the Facebook group to exchange with other women what we're going through because I live in Paris where all these discussions are swept under the carpet. And I have to say, we Mm. hear that an awful lot, don't we, from women who are overseas listeners. Seems like in the UK, we're slightly further ahead on discussing um, this bit of life. But Maxine is right. You can rely on me and Trish and the private Facebook group. Nothing is swept under Mm. the carpet uh, when it comes to the issues that affect midlife women. I was very touched by this lovely message from Sally. And she says, I'm here on the private group to learn and interact with other women going through all the same issues as I am. Empty nest, menopause, getting back to work. Thanks for your brilliant podcast. I've been on HRT for the last two years and haven't looked back. Hurrah, very positive story. And the experiences of our guests are also prompting lots of chats. Matilda posted after listening to last week's episode with comedian Angela Barnes, um, and she talked brilliantly, didn't she, about her midlife ADHD diagnosis and how it helped her make sense of everything that had been happening in her life up until that point. And Matilda says, oh, wow, just listened to the latest podcast and had an inkling for a while that ADHD totally fits and describes my life. Yeah, several people joined in the thread actually saying it was a bit of a light bulb moment listening to Angela. And we know more and more women are being diagnosed because it's tend to have been men that have been diagnosed before, mm. but women are coming forward with symptoms. Uh, Rachel said, I have just listened to your podcast with Angela too, and pennies were dropping. My younger brother was diagnosed with ADHD at about eight years old, I think. I was 19 by the time he was diagnosed, so I was already at uni, but I suspect I'm on the spectrum too, but not as severe. I did relatively well at school like Angela, so it never seemed an issue, but I definitely flew by the seat of my pants on several occasions, always last minute panics and scrambles to get stuff done. I'm 
really finding it difficult to work these days to tackle important tasks. It's a really important thing to think about, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And I think the whole point of this, isn't it, is that mm. knowing you're not alone um, in whatever yeah. you are going through. And that is kind of really reassuring for, for all of us. And one of the biggest areas of interest and concern that we're noticing is how to eat more healthily in midlife and how to shift that weight uh, that for many of us piles on at this life stage. And I think the first thing to say is that we absolutely know there is no one size fits all answer to this. What works for me might not work for you and vice versa, which is why we like to interview the top experts to help you find an approach that is right for you. And in the last series, we had the gut health guru, Professor Tim Spector, who talked to us about the Zoe programme, an eating plan. And Michelle posted, I am loving the Zoe programme. HRT has helped so much with perimenopause symptoms, but this has taken me to a new level of feeling better. Sleep improved, no bloating, more energy 16 days in. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I think she's sort of referring to that intermittent fasting, which we've mm. talked about a lot with, with several nutritionists, actually. And a few weeks ago, we had the nutritionist Petronella Ravenshire on, author of The Human Being Diet. Um, one of the group members, Jackie, told us, my journey through life has been a lifelong struggle of being overweight and binge eating, but the world opened up with The Human Being Diet. On the Facebook group, Julia says, thank you so much for an interesting conversation with Petronella. I have followed the diet since January 2021 and I'm sure a few others on this page have too. It's been an absolute game changer for me and I'm happy to answer any questions about this style of eating. Now, we both know only too well from our years as journalists that there are far too many fad diets out there aimed primarily at women, of course, and there are so many confusing messages about food. But we do our research thoroughly and only invite experts who we know are making a big impact in women's lives. And for some of you, though, we appreciate that food can be a triggering and sensitive issue. Yeah, we're always mindful of it and we're mindful that it affects everybody in different ways. And we all have very different views around how or if we want to lose weight, don't we? Um, there was a post from Rosie. Um, I think it's interesting to refer to it because she talks about talking about food in front of her teenage daughter, which is something we've talked about, Trish, haven't we, both having mm. teenage daughters. Um, so Rosie says, I put on the podcast tonight while I was cooking dinner and thought how lovely to have my two friends chatting away on the Alexa while I was making my chilli. Anyway, I'm a single mum with a 17-year-old daughter. We sat down to eat and the guests came on. My daughter has never expressed doubt or concerns about what she eats, but after five minutes of the podcast, she's referring to Petronella here, I switched it off and she started questioning her own eating habits. I told her it was nonsense to adopt strict eating habits like that that was mentioned on the podcast and then had a sensible conversation about nutrition and balance. I just thought I would mention this in case anyone else is listening to this episode with a teenager in earshot. Thank Thankfully, she ate all her dinner, which I had carefully balanced with protein, fibre, carbs <laughs> and shoot me fats. Um, it's interesting Rosie says that because, yes, she makes a very good point. We shouldn't be encouraging younger girls to think about restrictive diets. But what I would say is we had a quite a large number of people who'd been on the human being diet who for whom their lives had really significantly changed for the better. Um, and that's fine. If it works for you, it may not work um, for you. So you may be trying something else. But it's worth, I guess, noting who you listen to the podcast in front of. We also talk about some very deep personal things as well. So it's, it's worth remembering that. Mm -hmm. But I don't think we can judge anyone for however yeah. they lose. And I choose think to lose Petra their was actually because Neil has done the diet and I have so many friends who've done it. And it, it, it's about a reset it's about resetting your metabolic system and how you burn fat 
And also through that process, you work out what does and doesn't work for you, whether you can tolerate grains, whether you can tolerate dairy. So it's more like a reset. And then you Mm. are able, you have the knowledge and experience to kind of then take your diet forward in a way that works for you. So, um, but yes, we do appreciate all of these points of view. It is good to hear. Yeah, and and I guess what we're saying is this is something interesting. We find it interesting. Journalistically, we've completely checked it out. So we're confident that we can mention it. So take it and do with it what what you want we're just putting the information out there aren't we yeah so shall we see what's been happening on the brain fog bloopers chart um jenny started a post on strange things you bring to bed with you (laughs) she says i know the menopause makes you do stupid things but what was i thinking taking the role of clingfilm what was she thinking (laughs) <laughs> the mind boggles i'm so losing the plot and then sam um meanwhile she joined in she took the salt pot to bed with her two nights ago and lol brought the dog bowl i mean <laughs> i love that well maybe we just take our favorite things to our favorite place bed is actually yes. one of my favorite places and i really related to this post from another lorraine Hope she's not more popular than me. Didn't get more. Oh, comments. well, she Funny did get a lot comments. of comments on this one, <laughs> didn't she? <laughs> know how sensitive I am, Trish. Anyway, she posted, I love being in bed. I don't understand how people get into bed and don't immediately feel happier. Sometimes I get into bed and that is my activity, just being in bed, because that's how happy it makes me. I just lay there and think about how I'm in my bed and how happy I am about that. <laughs> It's brilliant. It's the simple things, but acknowledging the simple things, right, in life, yeah. there's pleasure and being grateful for them. I mean, it doesn't take a lot to make us I happy, really does it? I really look forward to going to bed. Oh, I know. It's the best. It's the, it's best. the best. It really is. Um, right. I think we have to give the final word, though, in this little chat to Jade, who told us about this spooky happening in our episode with psychic medium June Field a couple of weeks ago. Now, Jade says... As I was listening to the fab interview with June, I was thinking of an old friend who was an ex-boyfriend who I had been deeply in love with. We remained friends over the years, but lost him in tragic circumstances about 20 years ago. It had been a bit of a standing joke with us about him looking like Bruce Willis. He did look a lot like him, but I would tease him that he didn't. And one evening we were at the theatre and some young girls came up to him and asked him if he was Bruce. Yeah, so yes, he did look a lot like him. So then who is mentioned next in the show? Coincidence? Question mark? No. No. <laughs> That's your team of light, isn't it? As mm. June would say, popping it in your mind before it happens. Mm. See? Obviously, there's some kind of meaning there. Um, and that was you, Trish, wasn't it, talking about Bruce Willis in Sixth Sense when we were nostalgia noodling yes. on that episode. Well, I can tell you, Jay, June's psychic medium energy travels far and wide. <laughs> Over the podcast way. Over the podcast. <laughs> right. Anyway, on to the next bit of our listener episode. Okay, Trish, we're going to do something we have never done before as the more common wise of midlife. We're going to have a mildly topical, serious current affairs debate. <laughs> we're going to dip our little toes into the more newsy waters, so to speak. Have you got your serious shoes on, Trish? Well, sort of, as, as long as it doesn't require a ferocious news night like questioning, because I'm not up for that, given I do quite a lot of preparation for our more factual discussions. I like to research and prepare, don't I? You do, don't worry. I'm not going to quiz you like Piers Morgan. I'm not that daft, that angry. 
Uh, I am going to go a bit Moira Stewart on you, though. Do you remember mm, Moira? Lovely of course. Moira. Who wouldn't? see news at nine yes. o'clock. I'm going to deliver a news bulletin celebrating the past year, and I'm going to call it 2022, the year of midlife women. We owned it, as the teens say, or slay, whatever it is they actually say now. Well, we have, actually, haven't we? Because it has been what one columnist labelled recently, peak menopause in the headlines, hasn't it? You can't move without reading about (laughs) menopause. It kind of has. Perimenopause, menopause, midlife has really dominated um, the news around women, especially around our health. And obviously, you and I can give ourselves a little pat on the back because we did start talking about this three years ago while it was still taboo, while HRT was still being demonised and women over 45 were generally invisible in the media, uh, entertainment and cultural worlds but this year we have not been ignored um and people have stopped defaulting to that terrible stereotypical image of us as a walking hot flush with gray hair haven't they yes and long may that continue so what's in your news bulletin then moira sorry i mean lorraine (laughs) well firstly menopausing davina mccall and naomi dr naomi potter's book has held the number one non-fiction hardback slot for over three weeks knocking Mm. jamie oliver's cookbook Mm -hmm. off imagine that A book on the menopause at number one. It sold 14,000 copies in its first week, which is huge for a book. Mm -hmm. It's been in the top 10 on Amazon for nine weeks so far. Um, It's just unheard of for a health book, let alone a health Mm -hmm. book on women. Secondly, in my news bulletin, half a million women are now being prescribed HRT by the NHS. I mean, it's obviously going to be more because a lot of women have gone private um, as well, which, according to news reporter Kate Muir, who we had on the show, and she was a producer on that uh, fabulous Davina documentary, is double the number of women prescribed it five years ago, which is good news. And why is that good news, Trish? Well, ultimately, um, it saves money and time and lives further down the line, doesn't it? Because HRT is a preventative medicine for osteoporosis and heart disease. And because it stopped all other sorts of meno and perimenopause symptoms, which the NHS would ultimately have to treat. I mean, let's face it, who doesn't want to feel better? Because it means we're going to adapt a healthier lifestyle. We'll stay and work longer as Mm. women. Um, You know, because midlife can be overwhelming, as we know, emptiness, caring for parents. So the last we need is more stress and ag and feeling crap on top of that yes more news in the guardian in october um neglecting the menopause in women's health has cost the country 10 billion i'm saying billion not million um the economy suffers because women leave work early or their symptoms stop them performing efficiently this was based on a survey by the balance app which showed one in 10 women quit during perimenopause or menopause but there is good news the guardian has just reported on an observational study of 500,000 women using hrt made from body identical hormones so those are the plant-based ones that the nhs prescribes and it showed that those taking estrogen had no increased risk of breast cancer i'll put the link to that uh, when we post the details of the show um and this is really good news isn't it because it makes women feel safer there was a terrible survey we've talked about 21 years ago on the old form of hrt no longer used which put millions of women off something which is really helpful now we can't all take hrt we may not choose to but at least we are all talking about it and getting the facts out there has been the thrust of the news this year Yes, and I think we shouldn't forget the all-party parliamentary group report on the impact of menopause that came out last month on menopause as well, which uh, prompted lots of headlines too, didn't it? 
Yes, we must never forget the work of Carolyn Harris, yes. MP, one of my favourite guests, the yes, pink-haired Carolyn Harris. Brilliant, she's been on the show. Mm-hmm. Amazing, we loved her. Anyway, the APPG made a lot of recommendations about supporting women at work, and it also pushed for prescribing HRT properly and GPs to be better trained. Um, we don't get any news, unfortunately, on that annual prescription that they asked for um, mm-hmm. until April 2023. But it's keeping the subject in the corridors of power at Westminster, and I say, go Carolyn. I love her. Yes, I think the thing I'm most proud of here on this podcast, among all the news, is that we're very much framing the discussions around menopause and perimenopause as a, as a kind of liberation of women, aren't we? We've always been mindful of avoiding the medicalization of this stage of a woman's life, haven't we? Yes, we, we've tried not to be drawn into any sort of making women fearful of what's coming, mm. haven't we? We've tried to say, if you know the facts, you can be prepared and then you're going to lead a magnificent uh, midlife. And we've also avoided all the stereotypes because we don't want women just to be thought of as suffering from over 40 symptoms mm. of something that's really debilitating because we are offering the facts here, aren't we? And the chance to enjoy your midlife. Mm. And it's really great that we're now hearing women talk about this stage of life um, in kind of really happy and positive ways, which I just don't think would have happened before. I loved this quote from a recent interview with Jennifer Aniston, who is 53 now. And she says, I feel the best in who I am today, better than I ever did in my 20s or 30s or even my mid 40s. We needed to stop saying bad shit to ourselves. You're going to be 65 one day and think I looked fucking great at 53 i've sworn but jennifer swore so i think i can swear you can do anything she was wearing a little bikini on the cover yes, she of people was, loved it. was very impressed well however you do this stage of life we are there with you um aren't we uh there was a really great picture actually on instagram of gwyneth paltrow with demi moore gwyneth 50 demi at 60 we just didn't see these role models before no. it was kind of unheard of and michelle obama's new book the light we carry is out and she gave a big interview very recently talking about and when she actually called it the slow creep putting on weight in midlife but she's one of the most high profile women in the world mm. to talk about going through this stage of life and again not medicalizing it just saying be aware and then you can be much happier and lead a fantastic magnificent second act or second spring as they call it mm-hmm. exactly i mean i feel that you know we talked about this at the beginning of this series actually of all the things that we're so pleased that we no longer have to do because we're at this life stage. And I think the one Liberated. that resonated the most was um, just don't give a stuff anymore. I, I mean, as someone who used to give 100% of a stuff, I really don't anymore. And that is liberating. Um, and I think for me personally as well, you know, I've, I've been talking about doing this course, the Deepening Into Life course. And that's just been just about joy, gratitude, um, all of those kind of things, which I feel like I've got the mental bandwidth to actually engage properly with now at because I've sorted out my menopause all of those kind of things in midlife life is changing I'm moving on and I want it to be a little bit more sort of meaningful and don't have that shitty committee going on in my head anymore which is just wonderful no and I think the point of the podcast and we are in our mid-50s if we'd started this in our early 40s and we'd known this was coming Mm. we would have had a few more joyful years and that's all we're saying to women don't be frightened of it don't be fearful there is great joy ahead of you and I'm also incredibly grateful for aging I just think Mm -hmm. it's such a privilege isn't it when we've had both of us people around us who haven't had the chance to age Um, and also I'm really pleased that we're raising the voice of women as they age and making sure everybody is prepared for it knowledge is power 
Um, that's the reason we're doing the podcast, isn't it? Mm-hmm. To give everyone the knowledge. Uh, there's nothing to fear and great joy lies ahead, doesn't it, Trish? It does indeed. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Now it's time to devote a little bit of the show to our furry, hairy and feathered friends because we know that, like us, many of you listeners have pets that make day-to-day life so much more fun and joyful. I mean, I have to say that since we got our Labrador Bridie five years ago, I've found it impossible to start the day in a right old fowler because um, no matter What's how fully around... A fowler. Blame me a foul fowler. mood. I like that. Foul, you know, fowler. if you're in a foul mood, you're in a right old fowler. So, um, yeah, I mean, she just, she'd come down to the kitchen, especially if it's quarter past five in the morning, with a very smiley face and waggy, waggy tail. It's just so heartwarming and lovely. It, it is. I know she didn't mention the feline when you were talking no. about starting <laughs> no, the day in an upbeat way. <laughs> First thing. <laughs> well, I enjoy a little cuddle from my furry friend Pixel, the Welsh Terrier. Her relentless shenanigans keep us all busy and entertained at home. Right now, she's lying down on her tummy with her legs stretched out behind her in some kind of upward dog yoga pose. She's mm. very entertaining to look at. Anyway, you Pixel. can't take our words for it. Scientists say... Pets, especially dogs and cats, I think cats less so personally, can reduce stress, anxiety, depression, ease loneliness, encourage exercise and playfulness, and even improve your cardiovascular health. And caring for an animal can help children grow up more secure and active too. It's also very good for their immune system. Yes, and also, I mean, just gets all kinds of good endorphins going. Um, And one of the reasons for these therapeutic effects is that we have this basic human need for touch. So I don't have that. Stroking. Oh, well. Don't have that need. Really? Okay. It's not well, one of my needs. You are an anomaly, as we know. <laughs> I think everybody knows that by now. You're one of a kind. <laughs> That stroking and hugging really does calm and soothe you. Soothe you. It's that the old vagus nerve thing again when you're stressed out or anxious. Um, yes, but you know what about stroking your doggy then? Do you stroke your doggy? Yes, she's well. Okay. She's small enough to sit on the lap, isn't she? Or oh, sit okay. with her. 
back to us so that we have the privilege of stroking the back of her head. So she will decide. Actually, do you know what? She is not that strokey either. I might have subconsciously oh. got a dog. Okay. She doesn't, you know, she's not keen on it all of the time. It's on okay, her own so terms. she's your perfect, <laughs> perfect partner. Yes, yeah. Perfect anyway, thank partner. you, my fabulous, fabulous, wonderful friends on the Facebook group and all those wonderful women. They've sent such great stories. Shall I go through the range of stories I we've think had, you Trish? We've had quite a lot, yes. <laughs> There's a ginger horse called Norman, an Australian cobber dog, cobber dog. I wanted to say that in Australian accent, but I can't do one, called Targo. Vincent van Gogh, the one-eared cockapoo. Dylan, the Bernese mountain dog. Bertie, the blue Amazon parrot. And slightly disturbing, a picture of Elsie, the Labradoodle, wearing a pair of, wait for it, bitch pants. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Sometimes, Trish, when you're telling me to move my bits around so that you can hear me on the microphone, I think you might be wearing your bitch pants. That's for that's for when they go into season, isn't it? Yes, I went to a friend's house for a dinner party once, and her her new dog had a pair on, which was quite strange, roaming round the dining room. Do them? I get some for Pixel. Yes. Well, anyway, Margot was pleased to see a couple of fellow Burmans, one called Boris and Jelly, whose owner Kirsty says they also treat her with utter disdain. Not surprisingly, uh, but top prize i'd say for pet dedication must go to sue who has get this 11 dogs seven cats three ducks three bulls one pig one goat 100 sheep 30 tortoises two rats and a snake i she mean live in a bungalow then does she i don't think she lives in a bungalow in pinna does she no. no i think from the picture that sue sent and, and i'm guessing with the snake mention i think she's on a farm somewhere hot and sunny like australia she didn't right. say but I like to think that she thinks of all of this gang as her pets. It's a lot of pets. Well, yes, but I. I'm not going to ask you to story... do the maths because you're no good at maths. No, actually, that is a lot of animals in one mm. place. I'm just thinking about the food bill and the other oh end situation. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> my favourite story, though, is Gronya, who fell in love with Pablo in Spain and brought him home with her. It's a kind of Shirley Valentine pet situation. <laughs> <laughs> She said, I was staying near Cadiz for a few days before I was due to return to Ireland. I was having dinner with my friend Marina, who lives in Spain. We were sitting outside a restaurant when a man came along singing and asking for money. It was love at first sight. Not with the man, but with the little puppy he was dragging along behind him. (laughs) We asked the waiter if he knew this man, and he did, but he'd never seen the little dog before. We called the man over. My friend asked if he would consider selling the dog. Yes, 20 euros. Bargain, I say. Um, Sold. I never had any plans of getting a dog, but this little mutt just captured my heart and has been a constant source of joy, entertainment and extra exercise ever since. And also embarrassment, peeing on the ankle of a nice lady on the beach who stopped to chat. He has also chewed through several laptop cables, four watch straps, the temple tips of my new glasses, and most recently devoured one of my favourite leather gloves. See the evidence attached, but I wouldn't be without him. Thank you so much for your podcast, which is also a constant source of joy and entertainment and comfort. Well, there was quite a picture attached to that email. Oh, yes. Yes, that was the evidence. of Listeners do not need to know what happens when a dog eats... A pair of blue gloves. <laughs> like when our dog ate um, those water balloons. Do you remember kids used to have those water oh, balloons? No. You'd fill them, blow them up, fill them to the water, and then yeah. uh, juke. And as my husband said, always oh, bagged his own poo. <laughs> <laughs> Neil calls himself master of the stool when he's. No, that was a Henry VIII thing. Yes. Master. So he's master of Bridie's stool, which I have to say, 
He um, lost that dog, Neil. Oh my god! But he didn't. Did he want a dog? No. No. So I I couldn't get one until I was fifty and demanded it, sort of fiftieth birthday. He didn't want one. But of course, it is one of the best things we've ever done. And um, Neil likes to say it was all his idea because he is, as you rightly say, obsessed with her. But if anyone else has a reluctant partner, this story from Kirsten might do the trick. She says, at the start of my marriage, my husband wasn't keen on the idea of a dog or kids. He said, and she's instructing us to put on your gruffest Scottish accent. I'm going to give it a go (laughs) go on then (laughs) this isn't going to work for all you can have a baby or a dog but you're near having both i don't know what that was but we've just lost all our scottish listeners the listeners sorry about that but kirsten didn't insist anyway i chose the baby and popped out two in quick succession and due to many years living abroad it took me 18 years to get the dog we now have cooper a crazy wonderful working cocker spaniel and he has brought so much love and joy and to our house. It's wonderful to see our surly teenage boys cooing and gushing over Cooper and to see him giving that love back tenfold. I think getting a dog when your children are teenagers is exactly the right time. Not only do they get unconditional love, but they get a chance to practice nurturing and kindness without losing face. Oh, it's lovely, teenagers and dogs. It's um, Especially during exam revision, it's oh, our yes. best exam tool, the dog. We just mm-hmm. sent her into the room and she just sits oh. there quietly while they do their revision. Oh, now, Julia has asked us to give a shout out to the charity, the Cinnamon Trust, which we have mentioned before on the show, but it is such a fantastic charity, we should mention it again. It helps older adults and those with physical challenges to keep their beloved pets close by them when a volunteer... Um, can take them out for walks. Isn't that lovely? I think I might sign up for this. Mm -hmm. Julia has a long-term foster dog via the Cinnamon Trust, which she says she walked for his previous owner when she was very ill. It's a brilliant and very special charity operating all over the country. Oh, that's lovely, isn't it? it? Well, if you can't have your own dog, that's another way to... Do you think someone will come and take me for walks when I'm older? (laughs) Yes, I'll do that. I'm just going to take that foul-mouthed woman up there, elderly (laughs) woman up the road for a walk. Oh, now I'm really sorry about this, Lorraine, but I had some sad news to bring you and our listeners. I'm not good with sadness, Trish. I do remember Rufus, the Spaniel. The Spaniel we talked about way back in series one of the podcast. Oh, yes, I do remember Rufus because his owner, Debbie, told us about this bizarre breakfast routine mm-hmm. that she had begun for him because she had to get him to eat his meds, which were hidden in his food. Yes. So she had to do a routine that um, jogged his memory or sort of made him respond. So she would have <laughs> she would call him on a special Rufus ringtone to tell him to eat his food. <laughs> Um, And she sent a lovely video and he was the dog that got her through lockdown. He was adorable. Yes, well, I'm afraid Debbie has just let us know that Rufus has passed away, aged 13. Um, I thought I would just read out how much she meant to him. So Debbie says, the first time I saw Rufus, he was only a few days old. I went to visit straight from work and he fell asleep within minutes up the sleeve of my suit jacket. He was in my heart from that very minute and stayed there with he and I getting into endless scrapes over the years usually because neither of us would adhere to the house rules set by my husband. Rufus was bred as a working dog and he was very good at it, but also managed to have the molly-coddled pet alter ego, which he played to great effect with me. I was besotted, as someone recently reminded me from day one. He was fearless, stoic, gorgeous and a loving hooligan. I can only say to cherish every last minute with your pets as they are not with us for long enough. Oh, well, he will be missed and... uh... 
I suspect he will be replaced at some point, but it won't be the same as with Rufus. We lost our Airedale Duke after, uh, diabetic Airedale Duke after 12 years. And I thought, oh, well, it won't take long to get over that because I come from a childhood of a Mm. thousand pets. It took us ages to get Mm. over Duke. We really missed him, not only because he was the size of a small horse. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a huge gap in the house. Um, so I want to say thank you, though, to all those lovely uh, women who left stories and pictures. We couldn't mention them all. We wish we could have mentioned them all. And we some some people just sent us lovely pictures as well. And it was really mm-hmm. nice to see your pets. So do keep that thread going on our private Facebook group. Yes. And if you want to join the Facebook group, of course, all you have to do is answer three easy questions because it's a private group for women. And we like to find out a little bit about you. But don't send us a friend request because that goes to the main page, which we don't do anything on the main page, do we? It's the private group. I have no idea how Facebook works. I mean, That's neither of us know, do we? We, just <laughs> well, no, we give it a go. Give it a go. We give so it a go. You need to join. You need to answer the questions or we can't let you in. So that's the way to do it. Well, I don't know what's happened to Margot. This was supposed to be her star turn on the show. But she, has, she hasn't shown up. Too busy sleeping, I think, upstairs. I think she doesn't love me anymore, Trish. Oh. <laughs> That's not your usual. Oh, I don't know why anyone pays to listen to. Oh well, no one does pay to listen to this podcast. This is our nostalgia noodle bit of the show. Um, gonna stick with pets. Pets. Yeah. Well, I was remembering Bingo, who I I got that name. Cats and Dogs Home. Um, I think I might have mentioned Bingo before. He'd been brought back like so many times that obviously when the lady gave him to me in a metal cage instead of a cardboard box, as everyone else got theirs in a cardboard box, I thought, hold on a minute. Why have I got one in a cage? Anyway, she said he's been brought back four times. I thought, well, I have to have him. He was a little bit unpleasant. But then I remembered my childhood of cats Mm -hmm. and dogs. Can I just go through the list of animals? This is a bit it's, like that this house. This is like Sue. This is like Sue from This earlier. is like Sue. It is also like the house the in I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, where they have to crawl through and they encounter a dangerous animal in each room. Mm. So we had rabbits, donkeys, cats, dogs, hamsters, fish, rats, and <gasps> at one point a lizard. Oh, my gosh. That's wow. what we had. That we lived is... in a very small bungalow. Wow. <laughs> Unexpected. We it had might six explain dogs a lot at one point. about the mm. way you are, Lorraine, and your specialness. <laughs> My mum used to rescue them, you see. That was Aww. the that was it. And then she rescued a pregnant guinea pig. Um and then showed them at guinea pig shows. I mean, they're very, very fragile guinea pigs. Didn't even know there was such a thing as a guinea pig show. I, I did mean, you I have pets? Where have well, you? Well, I did. Them? We had sort of random cats, quite well-behaved cats. Um, but I was thinking more about uh, TV pets that I wished I had. Do you remember the show Mary Mungo and Midge? No. You don't? That feels oh. a lot earlier than um, our generation. No, early seventies. No. Oh. So it was all at lunchtime. I must. This must okay. be like a preschool memory for me. Very wow, strong. That's, you've gone far Memories. back. I have gone far back. But it's called Mary Mungo and Midge, and it's about this girl who lives with her massive dog called Mungo <laughs> and her tiny little mouse who plays the flute um, in a block of flats. Um, <laughs> And um, it was kind of like 
I just thought how exciting to live in a block of flats because that obviously in the early 70s, that's when they started building blocks of flats. And um, it would I be believe exciting, it was... wouldn't it? If you don't, <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you're high up, that would be an exciting thing exciting. as a child. Yeah. And she had a lovely sort of flower box windowed thing, which she used to pop up behind at the beginning of the show. But the main thing was going up and down in the lift. And I mean, oh, a lift, who doesn't like a lift. a lift? It was so exciting. So eight, she lived on the eighth floor, the top floor, and uh, Mungo used to go down on his own with the mouse sitting on his nose, and they'd go up and down in the lift. It was lovely. Could have done with a Mungo and a Midge in real life. <laughs> Indeed. They're very resourceful characters. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's Postcards from Midlife and the end of Series 7. But we will be back for a Christmas special in a few weeks' time. And we might even have a little bonus episode or two. I don't know. We we'll may see do. how we're feeling. I don't know. But do remember to subscribe and it will download automatically onto your phone because we are a bit unpredictable sometimes. We like to be... <laughs> to be a bit unpredictable you say unpredictable i say unprofessional <laughs> <laughs> and do tell all your friends about us because we do want as many women as possible to join in the midlife conversation which is what the private facebook group is all about if you aren't a member come over and join in the chat yes i hope all those stories from today's show will have inspired you to become part of the gang um, and of course you can use the group to post any feedback on the topics we discuss positive or negative we're up for it all as well as suggestions for other things you'd like to hear talked about celebrities experts you'd love to hear interviewed or you can email us at hello at postcardsfrommidlife.com and pop a little message on the instagram goodbye Bye. planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.